When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Harry, the big news from yesterday was the Deshaun Watson decision. Mm-hmm. Yep. He will miss six games as of now. He's suspended six games. Um, there's one open civil case. He settled the others, but I will remind everyone there were 20 at one What's the high number? 24 open civil cases against him. No criminal charges brought, but 20 for two dozen open civil cases at one point, all alleging very similar, essentially sexual assault from massage. Uh, you know, the accusers were massage therapists. Right. So we get it. I, I get it. Just because a, a crime is difficult to prove does not mean you lower the burden of proof. Even in a certain political climate or social climate, you st- you're not supposed to lower the burden of proof. On the other hand, that is in a court of law, in a court of public opinion, if you hear 24 separate accusers saying largely the same thing, it's hard to turn off your brain. Well, your antennas have to raise as well. Because it's hard to have that many people. Uh, I, I would even say if you have two, three people, that's enough to make your antennas rise. Jake Trotter, ESPN, Browns reporter on this very program, talking about what could happen on the football field for the Cleveland Browns. Now that we know it will be, as of now, six games that Deshaun Watson will miss, and they have Jacoby Brissett backing him up, but there's an intriguing possibility out there on the trade market, and it would not cost an arm and a leg to get him. Listen to this. I wouldn't completely rule it out. I mean, I think that they'll have a discussion about maybe Jimmy Garoppolo, since there don't seem to be a lot of other suitors right now. You know, maybe he comes cheap. Maybe they can rework the deal. But right now, I think the plan is Jacoby Brissett. And I think they feel like six games, they can write it out. You know, the schedule is pretty favorable the first month of the season. They feel like they could maybe be at four and two, give or take, by the time Deshaun Watson comes back, which would keep him squarely in the mix. I wouldn't completely rule it out, but I think right now the plan is Jacoby Brissett. It makes sense, Harry, because bringing in Garoppolo is kind of, kind of a big move, even if it doesn't cost you a lot. Um, and Brissett's a good backup. But Jimmy Garoppolo, I'll just remind everyone once again, as I did in the last hour, and I'm being a little slick here <laughs> because it's not just the last two seasons I'm talking about. I'm talking about the last two seasons that Garoppolo was healthy. So three seasons ago, he was healthy. Two seasons ago, he was hurt. Last season, he was healthy. Right. In those two seasons where he was healthy, when you add up his playoff runs, he went deeper into the playoffs than any other quarterback in the NFL when they were healthy in the last two seasons, right? When they were on the field. So Tom Brady won a Super Bowl, yes. Garoppolo came one throw away. But then Brady didn't get back to the NFC Championship game. Garoppolo did. Patrick Mahomes was running for his life in a Super Bowl without an offensive line against that, you know, the Bucs in that Super Bowl Brady won. And then he got trounced in the AFC title game this year. Garoppolo was one throw away from winning the Super Bowl, and the next time he was healthy, he got by Aaron Rodgers and came one interception away from going back to the Super Bowl. So Brissett's a good backup. Garoppolo's a good quarterback, good starting quarterback. Should they go get him? 
The Cleveland Browns. Not with it being six games. I don't think so. Anything 12 games and above, you go and get Jimmy Garoppolo because he can help your team win. And you look at that strong run game. You look at that offensive line. You have two solid tight ends. You have a top five defense. Um, so in those regards, yes, because you don't want to just waste a Super Bowl roster, a, guy, a team that, that has the pieces in place for you to go out there and actually win right now. But the fact that it's six games, and the first six games uh, is against Carolina, the Jets, the Pittsburgh, the Atlanta Falcons, the Chargers, and New England Patriots. When Deshaun Watson would be able to return would be against the Baltimore Ravens October 23rd. And then we all know a week after that on Halloween night, October 31st, I think it's Monday Night Football, he's going against the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. So that's when he would be coming back. So one divisional opponent, and I'm not going to sit up here and say that, that the Cleveland Browns are just going to win those first six games. I'm not going to sit up here and say that by any, any means. Are their chances high? Yes, they are. Uh, but every day you have to come out and play no matter who your opponent is because we see time and time again throughout the NFL season, we've seen the Jets last year um, beat a Tennessee Titans team. You see teams at the lower spectrum – um, not as good as other teams in the NFL that's at the, the, the high point of the spectrum, beat the, 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 the best teams. Be- and that's because you have to show up to play every single day. You can't take anything for granted. The other thing is, if you have an advantage by bringing Jimmy G in, like you got to win on the margins in the NFL. If that gives you a marginal advantage over Brissett, to me, go do it. Also have Jimmy G on your roster in case Deshaun winds up hurt or anything like that, you know? The interesting thing to me about Deshaun is when last on the field, he was a top five NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. But some stuff has happened since then. Yep. Uh, Josh Allen's come up in the world. Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert have entered the league. And I'll tell you the truth. Even when you mentioned that divisional matchup against the Bengals, Monday Night Football, the week after he comes, uh, Deshaun is slated at this moment to come back. What a matchup, Watson against Burrow. Well, the week before, the matchup against Lamar and Watson. Yeah, Lamar, crazy. <laughs> and you have all these – now three of these teams have great quarterbacks, like legitimately great quarterbacks. I would rather have Joe Burrow than Deshaun Watson. The reason I say that is Joe Burrow was a better college player at his best than Deshaun. And so far as a pro, in his first full season as a pro, Burrow came one – Aaron Donald play away from winning the Super Bowl. It's unfair to Deshaun because he's been on terrible Texans teams and he's carried them. But I need to see a guy make a playoff run first. And I haven't seen that from Deshaun yet. Well, I agree with you. And when you look at Deshaun and you look at uh, the uh, totality of his career, I think Deshaun only has one playoff win, right? And I remember them (laughs) playing Kansas City and being up in that game by a significant amount. But Bill O'Brien at the time making egregious decisions on a football field that actually led to a comeback in Kansas City coming back and winning that football game. So when you factor in all those things, but I also seen Deshaun Watson be Houdini and you think he's going to be sacked against the Buffalo Bills and then he gets out of it and make the Michael Jordan type plays that we hear Dabo Sweeney talk about. Well, going back to college, he wins the he's the best player on the field in the national title game. They lose because Alabama is just better. Mm-hmm. The next year he comes back and they win, and they win because he makes a miracle throw and his receiver makes a miracle catch. Stop. And when it, was, I, it was a miracle. When I see that, 
But you, but like you see, because it because like, I know the route combination. Right? I, I no, I get it, but it was a fifty-fifty ball that the receiver got. No, I mean, it's, it's man coverage, right? And you got the DBs on the same level, so you're going to take number one outside. He's going to come in and pick the DB overneath him, so it's going to be a wide open throw to a Hunter Renfro. You just got to. I'm not I mean, talking a, about that. I'm not talking about the that play. That I'm talking about one? no. I'm not talking about the touchdown. I'm talking about the play for for first down. Who was the, who was the throw to? It was a fifty-fifty ball the receiver got. Oh, Mike Williams. It, yeah, Mike Williams. Mike Williams. And it was because Mike Williams makes that catch partly because he's excellent well, and partly because one of the best jump ball receivers in the game now. no doubt but also when you believe in the quarterback man oh, and course. the quarterback believe you see like that thing that Deshaun has elevate the team uh but in that division man boy you better have a dude like that because <laughs> everyone else except Pittsburgh does that's and that's the thing about they Pittsburgh. Got Tomlin. when you look at them like from the quarterback position what is Mitch Trubisky gonna be? What is Kenny Pickett gonna be? Because not that you can't you can't have deficiencies at that position with the three other teams in that division. Mike in Michigan, should the Browns get Jimmy G? Absolutely, they should get him. And uh, I like the affinity, the communication, the the reality that you and Harry bring together, Max. And I I'm a Browns fan from the days when Paul Warfield was a receiver, Leroy Kelly, the running back. And there was a defensive safety whose last name was Kellerman. I don't know if you knew that. But here's why <laughs> no I, relation, I assure you. <laughs> here's why they should do it. It's an it's an asset move. If 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 Jimmy Garoppolo goes in, he's gonna bring a boost to the team. He's a good team player. Everybody out in San Francisco loves him. That gives the team a boost. And if he can come in and win, now the Browns have a real a real a real positive decision to make. Do we stay with Garoppolo for the rest of the season or do we bring in Deshaun? And either way, no, you're paying a guy 200. For, that's the, I think that's Harry's point. You're paying a guy 230 million. He's going to play guaranteed at signing. He's going to play. And Jacoby Brissett can start six and zero. Oh. when Deshaun Watson comes back, he's going to be the starting quarterback. If this is team. not Mark Bulger taking Kurt Warner's job because they went eight and zero, oh, and Kurt Warner, he didn't have that. If, if you guarantee a guy 230 million, it, doesn't matter if Jimmy Garoppolo just coming off a Super Bowl win and went 8-0. They will start Deshaun Watson. He will start when he is ready. This is Keyshawn J. Willemax coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. We're going to continue this conversation. What will the NFL's response be to the verdict? Keyshawn J. Willemax, Harry Douglas in for Key and J. ESPN Radio. Keyshawn J. Willemax, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We have enormous breaking news from the National Football League. Adam Schefter, the decision has been made. What can you tell us? Sue L. Robinson, the retired federal judge, handed down her decision. Deshaun Watson has been suspended for six games. DeAndre Hopkins has been suspended for six games for a PD violation. I think Zeke Elliott had six games for um, accusations of domestic violence, so there is no penalty that kind of goes back in time and has these women not experienced the things that they experienced, so there's no penalty that solves that. Keyshawn, Jay Willemax, Harry Douglas in for Key and Jay. Today, ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel 80 ESPN2. We are presented by Progressive Insurance and joined right now by the great Jeff Darlington, who is uh, back. Yeah, he's back home because he has the palm tree uh, in the background, <laughs> just to let you know. What's That's going right. on, Jeff? Uh, how are you? What's up, fellas? So, Good, guys. What's going on? What, what, what do you think about the six games? To, to me, Jeff, it seemed like the absolute minimum they could get away with would be six games, and sure enough, it was six games. What did you think? Well, Max, you know... <sighs> Let's just remind people that the NFL um, expressed to Sue Robinson that they wanted to see Deshaun Watson suspended for one year uh, with an indefinite uh, reestablishment into the league following that. So at least one year. The NFLPA on the other side said, we don't think he should be suspended at all. Sue Robinson did not merely split the difference and say, all right, eight games or nine games or whatever. She instead said um, less than that, which was six games, which is what makes now Roger Goodell and the NFL's decisions so much more interesting. They're now in that three-day window uh, to appeal. And ultimately, Goodell, with the power in that appeals process, to say, no, 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 uh, we want more than six games. Jeff, what about the conspiracy theory? And I'm putting a couple different things that, uh, that are out there together here. That, on the one hand, the NFL installs a, a, someone who is not familiar with, the, like, you know, her, her area of expertise, I think, is patent law. So this is not really an mm-hmm. expert in this field of law. And so they get a result which they wanted, which is a low suspension. But then they also get to step in and say, hey, we want more. So they wind up with eight games and they get to be the good guy and the tough guy. And, and, and you know, what, about, what do you think of that, those, that kind of idea? So I don't, I don't sense that to be... Credible from the standpoint that there were owners like Jerry Jones after going through the process with Ezekiel Elliott who wanted to see the disciplinary process change so that Roger Goodell was not as much in the forefront of this decision making. So 
The NFL on their side also wanted something similar. The fascinating way that, to me, the, the thing that I can't wrap my head around, and maybe this is where we do, end up diving down rabbit holes, but, but I'll, I'll save that for others. The, the fascinating element to me is that the appeals process ultimately still ends with Roger Goodell, that we're going to go through this process with Sue Robinson, this respected judge. She's going to hand down her decision. And then if either side decides to appeal, it will be Roger Goodell who decides the ultimate punishment, and that is final and binding. That's not something that the NFL just imposed because they wanted to feel all powerful. The NFL PA, the union, literally agreed to allow that to happen. So it's, I don't get the sense that the NFL is doing this in some you know, backdoor meeting where they're saying, this is how we can still wield our power here. This was the way it was negotiated in order to take Goodell out of the process. And yet both sides still agreed to, at the end of the day, allow Goodell to have the power to determine exactly what they were trying to keep him from determining. Yeah, that's the mind-boggling thing, Jeff. Um, what, what do you think led Judge Sue L. Robinson to land at six games for Deshaun Watson? What factor into that? Well, we can merely read her report to, to try to understand that. And I, I think the complicated component for a lot of people who have read that report is that Sue Robinson does not take issue with what the NFL presents in order to come to their recommendation of a one-year suspension. She doesn't question the facts. In, in fact, she, she specifically states that the NFL has met the burden that they have essentially taken this circumstantial evidence, which is uh, the testimonies of those involved, and it was just four of the 24 who filed their civil lawsuits that the NFL spoke to. Sue Robinson saying that this is credible, that I believe this happened with Deshaun Watson. And what she disagreed on, though, was the level of discipline. And you can read it in her conclusion. It's a little bit tricky, I think, for people to read what she says happened and then read her determination uh, of a six-game suspension. And that is where the NFL now has the opportunity to step in and say, all right, you agreed with us. How can we possibly take this set of facts and come to this conclusion? And, and that no one exactly knows other than a one-page conclusion how Sue Robinson got there. Thank you, as always, Jeff Darlington. That is ESPN NFL reporter, of course, Jeff. Dar- when are you, you going to be in New York Thanks, next, guys. Jeff? When do we have you in studio again? Hey, it was a love. It was great to be there. So yeah. hopefully soon. Yes, know? we had a great time. I, I miss you, man. I wish you was yeah. in studio right now. Yeah, that's right. I miss you. But, but look at look at yeah, the background. Let's too. see his shot again. Let's let's see Jeff's shot again. Look at oh, that. The Come palm on, trees with the in palm the background. Trees. He ain't going anywhere. You're living the they'd have to take, They'd have to get me out of there kicking and you guys, screaming. Hey, you would. guys can come down here. You know, we can That's not a bad idea, but not till winter. In the winter, I think that's, a, <laughs> that's an even better idea. <laughs> Jeff Darlington, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Jeff. Um, so should they trade for Jimmy G or not? Should the Browns trade for Jimmy G or not? It's all, if it's going to be six games, we'll, but we don't know what the NFL is going to do. Well, you wait for them to cut Jimmy G. Then you can pick him up. Yeah, but then someone, maybe the Seattle Seahawks, someone else grabs him. You want to assure yourself a Super Bowl caliber quarterback <laughs> as your backup for Deshaun? Max, you something else. <laughs> you give him what? If they, you give him a six-round pick and knock $5 million off his salary, I'll bet you scoop him up right now. Well, that's the thing, though. You, you have to alter the salary. 
Yeah, would have to. throw a couple million. If you're the Cleveland Browns, you would have to. NFL offer owners it. got a couple million in the in between cushions <laughs> of the sofa. Antoine in Wisconsin, what should they do? Man, uh, I'm a 49ers fan, and Cleveland shouldn't trade for Jimmy G, especially not at six games. Right, it's not enough for a couple of different reasons. Right, six games, not not enough. Let uh, Brissett run that, and then do you trust Cleveland to have Jimmy G and Deshaun Watson on the roster after that? You don't trust that franchise to do that. I don't think none of us do. That's, well, well uh, I, I don't know about that. Part. Hold on. I don't really see it as controversial because Deshaun Watson got 230 guaranteed. He's, he, it's his job. It's his. doesn't matter what Jimmy G does. It's Deshaun Watson's And Jimmy job. G, I would think, would understand that, especially with the guaranteed money being $230 million, He would understand that if he's coming in for six games, okay, it's just sparingly. And then I would have him on the roster because if anything happened to, to my Deshaun. quarterback, I got a dude who came one throw away. Yeah, but that's because San Francisco had a defense and a running game. What's Cleveland got? Defense and a run game. Marty in Wisconsin, what should they do, Marty? I'm in Cleveland, bro. Oh, sorry. I said Wisconsin. Cleveland. That's My right. Bad. I'm in Cleveland. Um, I don't think the, the question is whether we should bother with uh, Jimmy G. I think the question the Browns asked themselves was is uh, Jacoby better than ba- Baker? And I think he is in Stefanski's offense. Hmm. And secondly, remember, on a team built very similar tires, the Crows won it all with uh, Trent Dilfer. So you never know. But well, I don't want to bring up Trent changed. Dilfer. That was at this point a million years ago, and the league has changed. When was the last time a Trent Dilfer won? You could say Nick Foles, but I want to I point something out about Nick Foles. He was in a Pac-12 that was ripe, I mean, like, rife with quarterbacks. He was the second-best one and in, in, the, in the Pac-12 behind Andrew Luck, who went one overall when he was with Arizona. He was better than Osweiler. He was better than, than what's his name, from um, SC. Um, he turns pro and under Chip Kelly had a season of 27 touchdowns to two interceptions. Then he went to Jeff Fisher and, you know, didn't do anything like everyone else, right? <laughs> and then he goes back to Philadelphia, wins the Super Bowl, wins Super Bowl MVP, and then the following year they were dead in the water, like 500 or a game under. When Wentz goes down again, they catch fire with Foles, and he wins a playoff game on the road at Soldier Field and came a throwaway if the receiver turns around from winning again at New Orleans. Like, Nick Foles ain't Trent Dilfer. Nick Foles, <laughs> when he was on the field if in a certain situation, was an excellent quarterback. So when was the last time a Trent Dilfer type won the Super Bowl? Probably Trent Dilfer. It doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, I think, I mean, it, it has to be more. I mean, you gotta, you got to have a little bit more to you than a Trent Dilfer. Yeah. And I would say, like, with Nick Foles, you got to remember also, Doug Peterson tailored everything towards Nick Foles. He understood, okay, we don't have Carson Wentz. Let me tailor some things to fit Nick Foles. Not everybody, an offensive coordinator or, or play caller, understands that or head coach understands that. Sometimes they try to, you know, we can do a little thing. We can do some of the same things that we did with Carson Wentz uh, versus Nick Foles. They may have that mindset, not understanding that I need to tailor some things a little bit there for Nick Foles. There are some guys. But the Eagles did that. They tailored things. Yeah, or well, really, Nick Foles just ran the offense instead of having to do these off-schedule plays that Carson <laughs> Wentz was doing. He just ran Peterson's offense. Peterson didn't have to worry about his ego and all that. But there are some guys like Foles, like in Chicago, was garbage because they had no offensive line. Yep. And you need, he, needs to, he needs his pocket to step into. Yep. He must. And if he does, he can throw it down the field. Um, in Chicago, he was garbage. Okay. 
But and so you could say Jimmy G is the same kind of guy. But the Browns have it. If the if, if Cleveland didn't have that stuff, that'd be one thing. They have a couple years ago. The only time I can remember, PFF had them as the number one pass blocking offensive line and the number one run blocking offensive line. Yep. I don't remember ever that ever happening before. Yep. So they they got a real good offensive line. They got as you mentioned earlier in the show two stud backs, two tight they, ends. They got t- two tight ends who can cat and jogu and they can catch, they can block. Mari Cooper, you have a They receiver. got playmakers on defense. Donovan Peoples uh, Jones. They drafted David Bell out of Purdue. They are they're stacked like when people look at uh the Chargers and on paper, they go, oh, that might be the best, most loaded team in football this year. But the Browns are kind of the same. They don't have the Chargers receivers at the yeah, moment. Exactly. But they got everything else and then some. So if you're thinking, well, you don't, you know, you don't need you – know, Garoppolo <laughs> only succeeds in certain conditions. Well, they, well the these Cleveland, are the conditions. Cleveland has it. It's there. Why it shouldn't be so hard for the best quarterback in football to convince you that he's the best quarterback in football? I bet you if we put everyone on a lie detector test and and, the, and their lives depended on it. Head scratcher. Well, I'll bet you they would have different answers than some of them have now. <laughs> um, what does Patrick Mahomes have to do to convince everyone that he's the best quarterback in football Ooh, right now? You're asking me? Yeah. Not a damn thing. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes best quarterback I've ever seen. He's the best quarterback I've ever because seen. It's crazy to me, though, Max. Like we, had, we hear all these anonymous sources from all these anonymous losers in my eyes. That's what I call it because you don't want to put your name on it. But when you look at a guy like Patrick Mahomes, you look at the last four years, since he became a starting quarterback, Max, he's hosted four AFC championship games. <laughs> he's been to two Super Bowls, won one, won an MVP, threw 50, 50 touchdowns. touchdowns in a season. <laughs> like, what more do you want him to do? In my eyes, nothing. Nothing um, whatsoever. Michael Jordan and, and Magic Johnson had a baby. His name is LeBron James. <laughs> he combines the two games of those guys. Um the, the, the higher pitched the level of the parents in this little <clears throat> game, the higher pitched their skills, the higher pitched the offspring skills, right? So I think of like um, Westbrook as Kobe Bryant and Allen Iverson had a baby. Great, right? But it ain't the same thing as MJ and Magic. Yeah. And that really does describe when you think of the difference between LeBron and Westbrook, right? Patrick Mahomes is... Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers had a baby. Now, people might be like, yeah, but Rodgers was already Favre 2.0. Incredible arm, can do all these off-schedule things, but also, same team, took but also took care of the football, didn't turn it over. So how is Mahomes any different than Rodgers? You know how he's different to me? A little bigger and stronger, like Favre, like a little like more, I don't know, mesomorphic or whatever you would say, like a little stockier, but also, and, and his arm, although Rodgers throws laser-guided missiles. There was something a little more electric about Favre's arm. Like when I tell my grandkids, Grandpa, what's the greatest throwers of the football you've ever seen? I I would say like Favre jumps to mind. It was just electric coming out of his hand. Mahomes has that, but more than that, Mahomes' teammates seem to respond to him and the media and fans, the way they responded to Favre. People like that gunslinger, draw it up with a stick in the backyard in the dirt kind of mentality that you got from Favre and Mahomes. So, yes, Rodgers is Favre 2.0, but he misses that to me, that stuff that I just described. Mahomes has that, plus he doesn't turn the ball over. He's Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre had a baby. <laughs> and if you put everyone on a lie detector test, 
You put anyone on a lie detector test. Martians had the death beam pointed at Earth. If it says you lie, the Earth is blown up. you got to tell the truth to save the Earth. And you ask people who's the best quarterback they've ever seen, I'll bet you everyone's going to say Patrick Mahomes. I'll bet you with the re- with the- when it gets real, people say Patrick Mahomes. This dude is ridiculous. Max, here's one of the scariest things about Patrick Mahomes. And you have a guy like that who can beat you from the pocket, but it's the scramble plays, the off-script plays that scare the hell out of you. Because we all know DBs and corners can't cover for a long period of time. I don't care how good you are in the secondary. If you got to cover for five and six seconds, that, that, that's not good. And when you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes who can roll to the right and throw it 50-60 on the dime and hit a guy in stride. To the other side of the field. Or, He's throwing or, it across the field. Opposite, exactly. <laughs> or he can roll opposite and throw across his body and still hit his target. He could throw it left hand. He could throw it sidearm. You have no all the different arm. Yeah, he has all the different arm angles. That's what really scares you more so than anything because it's hard to prepare for off-script plays. Now he, Scramble drill, he that's what we call it. had a bad AFC championship game this year. He did. That's going to happen from time to time. But look, when people say, who's the Michael Jordan of football? It doesn't just mean Tom Brady. In other words, you don't just take the greatest player who ever lived and say, that's the MJ of a certain sport. What saying the Michael Jordan of a certain sport really means is first the eyeball test. You go, oh, my God, I've never seen anything like that. Okay? You, he, you could just see he's better than everybody physically. Then the numbers test. You look at the numbers, you go, oh, damn, they're saying exactly what I'm seeing. And then the winning test. Oh, he, his team wins more than everyone else's, right? I don't know that Mahomes is the MJ of the NFL. But to start his career, he's coming closer than anyone ever has. He, the eyeball test says, damn, he's just better than everyone. You look at the numbers as a rookie, 50 TDs to 12 INTs, that ratio got better the next year. You look at the, 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 the QBRs, he's always near the top of the charts, or at the top, near the top, even without an offensive line, right? And then you talk about winning. First year, he went to the AFC Championship game and was advancing to the Super Bowl. Just remember, Tom Brady threw an interception, game over, Chiefs go to the Super Oh, wait. Pre-snap penalty, Brady gets the ball back, Mahomes never touches it again in overtime. No one complained about the rules back then. But when Josh Allen didn't get to touch it in overtime against Mahomes, <laughs> they changed the rule that day. That day was like, that's it, that can't happen. So that was, that's the reason he didn't go to the Super Bowl year one. And given what the Rams did in the Super Bowl, I'm going to say the Chiefs would have beaten the Rams. But who knows? Year two, he wins the Super Bowl. He wins the Super Bowl and wins Super Bowl MVP. So year one, 50 touchdowns, should have gone to the Super Bowl, not his fault. Year two, wins the Super Bowl, wins Super Bowl MVP, won the MVP of the regular season first year. Year three, gets back to the Super Bowl. His whole offensive line is gone. He's running for his life. They got killed, right? But you know what I'm going to remember from that Super Bowl, Harry? It's the only thing I'm really going to remember. All those crazy plays Patrick Mahomes made and didn't make. He was doing superhuman things. That's the thing that stands out in your mind about that Super Bowl. To the point, though, you had players from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers saying, like, wow, how did he even make that throw? How did he even make the throw? How did he do that? And I, and I think last year, starting three and four, right? And then last year, by the way, gets back to the championship game. Yeah, but I mean, but they, you got to remember early on, they didn't start well. They started three and four. Yeah. And I thought it was, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be amazing for Patrick Mahomes and the team as well um, from a learning perspective because. Now they can go back and review film. Hey, we should have took what the defense gave us here, mm-hmm. right? It's too high shell. Let's try to run the football. If not, let's try to get it inside to our slot receiver or our tight end, right? But 
most likely you see a two-high shell, which is two safeties high. Uh, you had the corners playing cover two. You want to run the football because the numbers are in your favor. You don't have eight people in the, within the box uh, in the confines of the line of scrimmage. Um, I think he's going to learn from those type of things. And I know Tyreek Hill is going to be a huge loss for him as well, but I think they're collectively – I think they have more guys, and he can diversify the football to more guys and give other guys opportunities. And I think that's going to play a huge role for Patrick Mahomes and his growth as well. If you could have any quarterback in football this season, who would it be? I I would say Patrick Mahomes. Me too. If the question is football, the answer is Patrick Mahomes. What if Patrick Mahomes wasn't available? Who do you take? Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? I'm taking Joe Burrow. Okay, Aaron Rodgers, and if I'm not, and, and three, I'm taking Tom Brady. Over Aaron Rodgers, what I've seen under pressure recently, I, I was wrong all those years when I said Rodgers was just better than Brady. Mm-hmm. Brady's better than Rodgers, just physically not as talented, but better as a quarterback than Rodgers well, under you, pressure. He was also wrong about Tom. Just had the anniversary last week. It's okay. Apparently. Bring it up. Bring he it up. Bring up. Yeah, the, just an, had the anniversary last week. You know what I don't like about it though. <laughs> I made the same prediction about Brett Favre. Everyone told me I was crazy. Then he fell off the cliff. No one remembers that one. I did the same thing with Peyton Manning because no one had ever been good past the age of 41. I was right about that one. So I just said the same thing about Brady. The only thing I regret, and no one ever plays the next day, I said he's going to be a bum in short order. (laughs) And the next day I came out and said, look, I don't like to name call. And I didn't mean bum. I was being glib. What I mean is he's going to be a jag, just a guy, right? And he could still be in the NFL, could still win a Super Bowl, possible, with a guy who's experienced the way Peyton did with the Broncos, but he won't be a great player anymore. And it, clearly I was wrong about that. But that, the, the bum thing, as soon as it came out of my, I shouldn't say, like even if I'm joking around, and that's the thing that gets played. But hey, you motivated Tom Brady? I did. To I the am point mo- to where he tweeted you yeah. on the anniversary. Yeah. He tweeted you. He did. And, and by the way, it turns out I'm the second most important person in this whole NFL era. <laughs> I'm the motivation Max, for Tom Brady. Man. I'm the second greatest quarterback who ever lived. Why Harry thinks Josh Allen getting into a fight at training camp is not a big deal. Not at all. G-Sean, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Now time for another Camp Confidential on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the Buffalo Bills. Oh. <laughs> oh. You're supposed to let it ride, Yates. You got to be careful with G-Rap, but oh, Yates got me with the cool G-Rap <laughs> on a Tuesday morning cool G-Rap. I thought it was an instrumental album. We ain't going to play like that today. Extra, extra, read all about it in the papers. Yates yeah, said he didn't want to go to the principal office that's today. From I got G-Rap's, a dumb button, but we ain't, we ain't trying to do that today. It's a Tuesday. That's from G-Rap's third album. What do you call that? Right? That was that was um, the Ill Street Blues. Ill I think, Street I think Blues, called for Ill Street, sure. That's for the third album. DJ Polo. Best song I ever heard from G-Rap was one of the hardest beats ever called... Um, not go for your guns, which is a which is a, happens to be a great song, mm-hmm. but uh, what the? I, by the way, this is what happens when you get old. Come on, Yates, we need assistance. This is what happens when you get old. Eric B produced the track. Come on, Yates. What I'm drawing a blank about? right now. Oh, all right. I'll I'll remember it in a second. The fact that it's like my favorite song and I can't remember the name. <laughs> You're just having a brain. <laughs> That's what happens right when you're we, almost we, it 50. It happens to all of us. Do you know I'll be 49 in a couple days? 49 years old. What's, what's the exact date? you ever date? seen a man so handsome at 49? What's what, that? What's the exact date? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that. Uh, Josh Allen had an altercation with defensive tackle Jordan Phillips on Saturday. He tweeted out, man, I love football. The boys got going yesterday, and it's all love. First day of pads, just pushing each other to be great. And he had a little heart. That is all. Elena Getzenberg, ESPN Bills reporter, with us now. Elena, thanks for joining us. Good morning. And um, what do you think about what happened with Josh Allen in an on-field fight? Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me on, and happy early birthday, I guess, is in order. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it got a little overblown. I don't even know if I would call it a fight. Um, it was more of a, you know, there's a lot of camp fight words thrown around a skirmish maybe <laughs> but josh allen did you know he had some contact from defensive tackle jordan phillips he then used his hands to kind of shove him in the face mask helmet and then everything kind of went out from there but i think it got overblown i don't think it was really the end of the world obviously the quarterbacks you know teams don't want to see involved in that sort of thing but it was the last play of practice um, didn't really end up being a big deal. I think it was just because Josh got involved that it was, and kind of you could argue initiated it, that it got more attention than it probably deserved. But there was a bigger fight at practice yesterday. I think it's kind of just the thing you sort of see. Yeah, Elena, I would I would even say this, being a former NFL guy and being in those training camps for 10 years, not to even mention the years I, I did it when I was in college, Sometimes it can get a little hot out there, right? And it looks like a turf field that we're practicing on. So the UV rays coming up from that turf field is going to make it even probably 10 or 15 degrees hotter. So sometimes, you know, the, the patience of players runs thin. But I will say this. When you look at the quarterback position and you see Josh Allen, even though I thought it was nothing and uh, Jordan Phillips didn't barely even touch them, there's a written rule. Like you do not 
uh, go near the quarterback. Better yet, the franchise quarterback, the face of the franchise, because granted, you don't, don't want touch anything. the money. Yeah, you don't touch the money of the, the investment that that the ownership and management has made in Josh Allen. Uh, but at the same time, I didn't think it was anything. I think I, th- I thought it was just more so people are tired. It's hot outside, and people are fed up, and probably ready to get, get get inside and get some Gatorade, get some water, get in the cold tubs, cool down a little bit. But I will tell Jordan Phillips, listen, you're on a, a, a one-year deal, $5 million contract. That That's the investment of the franchise. If Josh Allen goes down by any means, the Buffalo Bills season is, is depleted. Yeah. So make sure you be careful. Any guys that, that are watching right now, you're in training camp, you have the TV zone, stay away from the franchise quarterback. I don't care how small, how big, stay away from the franchise quarterback Elena, because he is the franchise. Elena, you're up close to this, talking to Elena Getzenberg, ESPN Bills reporter, um, Josh Allen in an altercation with a teammate on the field. He's joked about it since, however, as Harry Douglas just points out, maybe don't touch the money. They got all that investment in Josh Allen. How are the how are the two of them dealing with the hype around this now? Uh, I mean, I think Josh's tweet kind of says a lot. They're just kind of trying to downplay it at this point. I think like they're kind of trying to move on. Like I said, there was a fight yesterday at camp where punches were thrown, and that wasn't even really the case in this one. Um, so I think they're really trying to downplay it. Like you said, um, tensions were high. It was the first day in pads. Um, there was the end of camp. Josh had ended up on the ground, kind of, Ed Oliver got close to him, and he'd ended up on the ground in a different practice. So I think it had been multiple things built up. But there's no they've, – they've 100% moved on, and I think Josh's tweet kind of trying to calm down the situation says a lot about that they're – you know, it was a campfire, like you said, and they're just trying to keep, keep on moving here. That's Elena Getzenberg, our ESPN Bills reporter. Thank you so much, Elena. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So, Harry, is let me something occurs to me here. Mm-hmm. How much, when you see your quarterback, who's a big, strong kid, right? Yep. And he actually started the physical fight. <laughs> Does that, because quarterbacks are kind of off there, right? Mm-hmm. Does that kind of endear him to the team in a certain way? You know your quarterback, your quarterback's about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, a little bit. But I think the Buffalo Bills and their organization and Josh Allen's teammates, they already know that about him. You look at him in the run game, right? He's not trying to go out of bounds. He's trying to punish defenders. And he plays with this bravado, this armoriness, that, and, and this self-confidence that you want from your quarterback. And they already knew that about Josh Allen. So this for them is probably like nothing because they're accustomed to seeing Josh Allen probably talk smack to people on the football field, um, do everything possible to get a first down and win a football game for his team. So they already knew that about him. Um, the name of the song that I was trying to remember mm-hmm. is Bad to the Bone. Ooh. Yates, the there's a long, there's a pretty long instrumental. I mean, there's a little enough instrumental to play some bars to play that you don't have to worry about G rap cursing on the air and stuff <laughs> like that. Yates want to tee up bad to the bone so we can come in with it next segment. I'll find it for you. I got you. Oh my god, this don't you worry. And G rap and the reason Jay Z said hearing me rap is like hearing G rap in his prime is because when you have to pick out from that era, you have to pick out. The dude that gave you the feeling like, oh, this is the most cutting edge stuff. It was cool G rap. Back in the day when G rap verses dropped, he'd have a single drop. Everyone who wrote rhymes would throw, rip them up and throw them out and start again. He was one of those dudes. So 
Yeah, Cool G Rap. See, and people outside of New York haven't even heard of him these years. Bad to the bone. You got, we're going to play that coming up. What are the expectations for Zach Wilson this season? And by the way, did you see that Yankees deadline pickup? They needed some starting pitching. They went out and got it. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Harry Douglas in for Key and J. ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. The podcast. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.